This is the Multi-Geek Show, episode 5 for September 18th, 2009. Um, in this episode, we're going to talk about a lot of things Disney. We're going to talk about unnecessary sequels. Um, and we're also going to discuss a little bit about Netflix. But um, remember that we have just updated our site, www.multigeekshow.com. And you can also email us at multigeekshow at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we're going to get right into the show. So what you're telling me is that there is not a movie or a book or a franchise that it's impossible to make a sequel to. That is what I'm telling you. And I'm guessing it's for the sake of money. If people will buy it, someone with the rights will produce and distribute it. Right. Okay. Now... What brings this up to me is there well, there are a lot of different things kind of bouncing around that I was thinking about. Like one of them is that they just announced, um, and we're gonna talk more about this later, but um they're making not just another Pirates of the Caribbean movie, another trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> um That's fine if they're good. Yeah. And that's kind of what you were telling me before. If they're good films and they're fun to watch, then there are movies, there are books, there are television spinoffs. The list goes on and on that are they feel like they're made just because people want to cash in. Yeah, just cash in on the original product. Yeah, and just kind of ride the coattails, say, well, mm-hmm. we got a good audience, let's go ahead and people are buying up vampire stuff now, let's just make us a vampire this or a zombie that or, you know. Mm-hmm. Um what brought this up was I saw in your Google shared items that there is an official sequel coming out to Bram Stoker's Dracula, the novel, mm-hmm. which before we start talking about it, I'll just say for the record, I was in probably sixth grade. I had to pick a book to read for class. We would do silent reading in English. Um, I picked that book. And maybe it was because I never went to bed when I should as a young lad, and I was tired and falling asleep reading it, but Dracula was boring to me. Did you ever try to read Dracula? Yes, I've tried to read it twice, and once was just a few months ago, and I got about halfway through, and I just stopped reading and never went back to it. it I mean, it's not very exciting. Yeah, I feel the same way about it, and... So, it's not my style. So, if you're listening and you do like Dracula, um, email me and tell me why you like it. It's probably just a matter of opinion. But um, it's multigeekshow at gmail.com. But, um, so, I guess that it, it, on, a, on the whole, it's kind of strange for me to say, well, I can't believe they're making a sequel to that. Because I'm not incredulous about it. I'm not appalled or shocked. Because I'm afraid for the franchise. I'm just more thinking like, really? Um, I think part of the reason is because right now, vampires are all the rage. Yeah. Um, You know, between Twilight, HBO's True Blood, and, um, you know, just... I just think that right now they're really big, and so I think Bram Stoker's estate was like, hey, we need to cash in on this now. (laughs) I guess it's written by his great-grandson. Great-grandnephew. Great-grandnephew. 
his uncle's cousin's brother. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, it's Dacker Stoker, or it could be like Dacre. I don't know. It's D A C R E. It's uh, Bram Stoker's great grand nephew, mm-hmm. which that's kind of a stretch. <laughs> His yeah. great grand nephew. <laughs> And they claim that they're basing it on stuff. Well, this is kind of funny. They're basing it on stuff he didn't have in the original book. Yeah. Well, if I took it out of the original, <clears throat> would I want my great-grandnephew to put it in a sequel? <laughs> like, if it wasn't good enough for the whole vision of what I wanted to say originally, well, in fairness, sometimes that works. You tell a different story, a side character, like sometimes it's not good for the plot. Mm-hmm. But man, I I read the plot, and we should probably we should probably just post a link to it instead of like going into the great detail. But it sounds really like a a movie you would walk into the video store, and it would have a really badly photoshopped cover of like a vampire's face. Yeah, and it would be something like you know, Curse de la Vampire. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and it, it just sounds really hokey to me. What I just thought would be even more exciting than that sequel is if. The story actually was his great grandnephew and the Dracula historian. This is the story of them two trying to put a sequel together. It's a comedy. See, and that's the, brilliant. And, and then real life vampires come into the mix in some place. See, right there already, you have piqued my interest because yeah. you 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 took the concept and turned it on its ear. That's a great idea. I don't know why they don't do that. I don't know. It's make it quality though. Yeah, see, that's, it, it, well, and this not, is... Not direct-to-DVD quality, like, well, it's know, good quality. <laughs> that's so funny that you say that, because, like, okay, just recently, and I, I know I mentioned this with, you know, um, with the Pirates of the Caribbean thing I was talking about, but the D23 conference, which we'll talk more about it, but um, D23 is pretty much just the expo of all expos for Disney and anything Disneyana, but... uh Speaking of that, would you consider Disney a creative company? Yeah. Probably one of the most creative. Mm-hmm. And they're pumping out direct-to-DVD sequels. It's like, The Fox and the Hound well, 7. Yeah. They, well, they stopped that. Did they really? They were. But I, I forget when it was, but they, they stopped doing it. They're not doing that anymore. Wow. That's cool. Because it was it was Who degrading. was it that came over from Pixar? John Lasseter? John Lasseter. I think when he came in, he said, okay, we're going to stop this. There's no more direct-to-DVD sequels. We're going to focus on quality pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Because yeah. I'll tell you, the, the, the thing that those direct-to-DVD pictures are good for... Um, cash. Well, cash, but plopping <laughs> a kid in front of... Yeah. You know, I it's guess. like... It, it was also... It was like the babysitter rack. It was like, hmm, let's see. What am I going to rent? Okay. <laughs> the Fox and the Hound 7. But why not rent the originals? Why rent sequels? Well, because think about stuff like um, like James Cameron's The Little Mermaid 10, where he mixes it with Titanic. No, I'm kidding. I, I agree with you. <laughs> I, I think that there was just <laughs> a need to expand the brand, and, and the people who were running Disney were looking to make money mm-hmm. but um even walt disney himself um said things like and this is a quote he'd say by nature i'm an experimenter to this day i don't believe in sequels 
I can't follow popular cycles. I have to move on to new things. He's pretty much saying like, yeah, that was fun. I mean, one of the easiest ways to say it is he quoted, he says, you can't top pigs with pigs. Like, mm-hmm. talking about how, how, why would I take the thing I just did and try to top it with itself? Yeah. You know, he wants to explore. And I think that there's just a general lack of that, the desire to explore and to to truly take the fallow ground that is the general Hollywood landscape and just till it up and try to make something really great and new. You know? That's what a lot of people want, I think. But it's all about money these days, and um, they they want to be sure about their product. So that's why they go with all these sequels and remakes, because they'll know that they make money. Yeah, it's a built-in audience. So it's sad to me. It is sad. And then you have... Okay. This is kind of like a... Uh, an untouchable subject for some people, but you're a huge fan of Star Wars, right? Don't touch that subject. <laughs> okay, this is my thing. Love Star Wars or hate it. Yeah. Here is something that has always been curious to me. Why has George Lucas not created anything else noteworthy besides Star Wars? Like, as a creator myself, I'm surely no George Lucas. But... It would be something that I would feel the desire to do would be to create another universe. Why do you think someone like him would just continue to expand and some would say dilute Mm -hmm. the essence of what he created? You know? Yeah. Maybe that's all he has a desire to work on. Yeah, I know. I I guess so. That's his big project. That's his love. And that's what he just wants to keep working on. I guess so. I don't think it's as easy as just coming up with a whole new universe that would be as popular as Star Wars would. Well, and see, that's my point, though. I'm not even saying that he would have to come up with something to be as popular as Star Wars. And I, I think maybe I misspoke by saying he'd have to come up with a whole other universe. I mean, he had his original film. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, what is it, THX? Some number. Some number, right? That's yeah. sad that we don't know that. I know. Someone just pulled our geek card. Oh. I'm kidding. No, honestly, on our show, we're just, um, we're not going to try to pretend like we know all that stuff. But I know, he, it's what he named his uh, surround sound THX after. THX1138. THX1138. There you go. Or 1138. Um, and so, he had that. And so, now I've seen clips from that, and I think that, that it, it did look really interesting. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then you have all the Star Wars, the entire universe. But then from there... With all of the resources he had, with everything and all the capital and arguably more time to devote to it than most people, you know, nothing else? Not even a, a short film or another movie or one character or everything in that sci-fi, space opera, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Are we sure, though, that he hasn't created anything else? Frankly, I am not. I mean, but certainly it's not very popular if he has, otherwise we'd, we'd know about it. But Yeah, I guess, and, and I guess, you know, maybe I should look into it further before I go shooting off at my mouth, but part of me is just thinking, I don't know. I, I was wondering why someone, who, because like I said, I, I, I create two, I mean, you paint in, yeah. in brushes on, on the iPhone and mm-hmm. 
you know, you, you draw and things like that. Could you just draw the same character over and over or even the same character style? I mean, you do things from like SpongeBob, you do Universal Monsters, you do all kinds of things, video game characters. Yeah. Don't you have a desire to try to do different kinds of things? <laughs> I do, but maybe he doesn't. Yeah. Which I guess that's what's, it's just baffling to me. Because someone mm-hmm. like Walt Disney, mm-hmm. who is, it's, that was his desire. He wanted to experiment and do something new and different. And then you have someone like George Lucas, who um, even arguably in going back to do the prequels, he damaged something that was already established and loved to many people. Yeah. So, I don't know. Just the thought, you know, about the plague of sequels and how there's just a lack of originality and that it's it just doesn't seem like it's going to change anytime soon you don't think so i don't think so Hmm. not with all the stuff that's i mean here's the other thing too movies now are announced they are announced through 2012 Hmm. like 2013 i think well there you go that's the next four years now of course there'll be movies that are made that aren't announced and they'll you know but dude, that's a that's a long time. Yeah. To just be like, okay, well, here's what we're working on. I don't know. So, do you know what uh, the D twenty three club is? Yeah, that's the club where I take a die from Dungeons and Dragons and I alter it so that I can never lose. <laughs> See, because there's a D twenty. <laughs> okay, and that has twenty sides. And there's and, a club based around this. Yeah. Okay. Or a pack of cheaters. <laughs> You understand? And so I, I got it. I also have my own I like it. set of books. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole back is just blank pages. Oh. And man. I just write in whatever I want. You set me up for this. I know you did. No, I didn't. I just thought of it. I, I was, know you did. No, I promise. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Hey, hey. Abbott well, Costello. <laughs> no. So what is D23? It is um, a new exclusive uh, Disney club. Club for Disney fans. Okay. Is this official? Yes. And um, you have to pay to join. I think it's seventy five dollars for annual membership. I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and so you get um, you get access to exclusive uh, events and um, merchandise. There's not really nobody is really sure at this point everything that it's going to include, but um, th- those are a couple of things. And you get like little gifts sent to you and things. This, here and there. That's cool. It's very wise of Disney because there used to be yeah. some like fan run stuff like this. Mm-hmm. I guess the official term for anything dealing with Disney is Disneyana. Yeah. And right now there was just kind of nobody doing it. <clears throat> right. So it was very wise of them to make it official. Mm-hmm. They could make a, a lot of people happy and make a lot of money. Right. Well, a lot of people right now aren't um, sure if it, if it's worth it right now. Because all you really are getting is events, and if you're not, if you don't live near any of the events, well, you're not going to go to those. Right. And the other thing is exclusive merchandise, and if you're not going to be buying any of that, then well. Right. So only the hardest collectors. Oh, also, um, you get a uh, quarterly magazine. Well, that's kind of. And it is. It's really nice, thick and big. It's more like kind of like a coffee table book. Sure. That is a magazine. Um. So that's all you really get. They just had the D23 Expo, which you did not have to be a D23 member to go to. Why? I don't know. <laughs> How crummy would that be that if I just paid 75 bucks and then you let anybody in? 
I don't know that they are advertising that though. Oh, I see. So if you were in D twenty three, then you would have gotten the announcement, and you you would know about it probably first. Maybe I would hope. Well, yeah. I I don't know. I'm not a member, so I I would guess maybe they would have an announcement for those members first, saying okay. You guys can buy your tickets. Sure, exactly. And then the, the regular public. Can. Right. You probably also have chances at backstage stuff and all that kind of good stuff, like fan club for a band. Maybe. I, I haven't heard about any of that, though. But um, So they announced a lot of big things. Um, also, I think most of the events are centered around Disneyland. Disneyland versus World. Right. Versus Disney World. So okay. Like, most in California. Okay. So that's where the event was then? Okay. Um, they are. Ex- they announced that they are expanding Fantasyland at Walt Disney World. Okay. Now Fantasyland being pretty much just that area where it used to be twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Right now, it's have, Ariel's Grotto. Well, no. Is, well, yeah, that's there. They have Winnie the Pooh. All those dark rides. Yeah. Which I think that's the official name for them, right? Yeah, dark rides. They're dark rides where yeah. you pretty much go through. Now those are neat, but and, I, um, those things clock in at a two-hour wait, like almost always. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's horse hockey. Yeah, that is not awesome. Occasionally, when Adrian and I go by them, they are. It's less of a wait time, and so then we go on them. But usually, we just walk right past Any, them. Ever is it ever less than an hour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Sometimes. Well, there you go. No, but usually, like during the day, they're usually pretty long. Yeah. Well, I mean, and they have exceptional set pieces I think they in do have fast passes for them now, though. Well, that's good. I think I saw that last It's been night. a while since I've I've actually gone to Fantasyland, but oh. I mean, if you've never been on those dark rides, anybody who's listening, I mean, they're, they're really great, and we actually are based out of Orlando, so, or near Orlando, so it's easy for us to go to Disney. Like, you have semi-annual passes, or uh, what do you have, Jason? Seasonal. Seasonal passes. So... Yeah. If you've never been on the dark rides, it's great to see the Disney representations, these like sets that they build, and they look mm-hmm. really good. They yeah. use the black lighting and things like that mm-hmm. to you know to a great degree. But so that's what Fantasyland is right now, though. It's a lot of those dark rides. It's a small world, and yeah. it looks like Holland. Wow! <laughs> Come on, it, that's it's a small world, not the whole area. Well, when you go around that corner and the you know the sky cars <laughs> they used yeah. to be there. Do you know why they closed those down? Why? Okay, there used to be those. It was like a ski lift almost, yeah, or yeah. like a, a you know cable cars that went over Disney. Um, someone I know, it's a reliable source, not just like oh, I heard, but someone I know yeah. who knew the person this actually happened to, uh-huh. um, uh, told me this, and it was that two reasons. First, it was kind of under protest because if you remember to load those cars with people, you would load it in, and then the person who was letting you in would push the car off, like kind of like shove it off mm-hmm. to get it started. Yeah. And a lot of people were complaining. A lot of the workers were saying it was hurting their back uh-huh. doing that all day. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, and I'm not going to make up the details or fill in the blanks. I just know that some maintenance was being done. And for whatever reason, someone was on the outside of one of the cars at night. The park was closed and the car was activated. And this person was on the outside of the car mm-hmm. doing maintenance. And it went and so he was trying to hang on, yeah. and he fell. Huh. And they were like, yeah, this ride's too dangerous and old-fashioned to for Disney. Hmm. So now, that is a story that I am, I'm certain that the person who told me believes it. Yeah. And they said, look, I knew the guy, 
like I'll say this. This person, well, no, that's all I'll say because I don't want to get anybody in trouble, Disney's legal department, blah, blah, blah. All I know is that I don't believe the person who told me this would make up the fact that they believe it. Right. They're not just saying like, I heard once that there was a midget that got hung on the Wizard of Oz and they put it in and it's a small world. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. anyway, anyway, I so, just I don't I don't know why they would close down the whole ride just because of that, because of lawsuit, because of a lawsuit, because of money, because it's not worth it, because it's a pain in the butt. Just and, one time event in all the years that it's been open. Well, not necessarily the death being that could have been the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. Maybe if there were a lot of problems with it. Anyway, well, yeah. let's look into it and see because okay. like like the same thing with the love bugs. I actually had one mm. listener tell me that um, when we were talking about the love bugs in the episode previous. Herbie? Yes. <laughs> and Bruce Campbell. Wasn't he in one of those recently? Did I just make that up? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. The one with Lindsay Lohan? The new, the remake? Was Bruce Campbell in that? I didn't hear anything about that. That's weird. That I wouldn't... Would I wouldn't doubt it, though. I think I'm editing memories from my childhood because there's a, a okay. gentle... I almost said gentle fellow. There's a gentle fellow with black hair. Anyway, all that to say, when we were talking about the love bugs, I had a listener shouting, No! No! He, he was saying he was shouting at his iPod when we were talking about love bugs. We were talking about yeah. dinosaurs and chicken tooth. Yeah. He was saying, No, it's a myth! It's a myth! And then we paused, looked it up, and came back. And he said, We gained a lot of points of respect because <laughs> we checked our fact. Well, that's good. So we got to do that. Got to keep it. Yeah. Got to keep it real here. So anyway, rabbit trail over. <laughs> okay. But we'll make it the rabbit from Pooh to keep it on theme. But our rabbit trail is over, and you were saying Fantasyland is being redone. Yes. Um, and it's going to be in the... Well, I, I, not redone, but expanded on. Expanded upon. Are they going to include hell? What? No, I'm just totally saying the opposite of anything they would do. But really, what are, <laughs> <Okay>. what are they <laughs> going to do? <laughs> um, they are expanding it. They uh, are demolishing Toontown and taking over that area. That's sad. Not to me. Why? Don't you like Goofy's Barnstormers? We never go over there. You know what? That's strange because I go there every time. Really? You don't like to walk into Mickey Mouse's house and see his giant oversized novelty things? I, I don't. And his I plans. only remember it from my childhood. I don't go in there. It's always so crowded. Yeah. And I'm not going to see Mickey Mouse there, so I don't... I don't well, care. for anybody listening, Toontown is pretty much just a... It's, it's a meet and greet center with, like, one ride. Is that the Goofy ride? Yeah. It's and then a, they've and got... they have play areas for right. the kids. But it's neat to see a physical representation in three dimensions of things that we've seen animated before. Because they do a well, really good job. Well, you will be seeing that still. Well, you know what? I spoke too soon. Why don't I let you finish? In these, uh, <laughs> this concept art, they're showing here uh, Aurora's little cottage here. I don't know who Aurora is. She's from Sleeping Beauty. She's the princess in that movie. Oh, that's funny. I would like to poll people and see how many of them know her name is Aurora. Uh, I don't know. Wow. Um, that's news to me. So a lot of meet and greets, but they make it, it seems like they're making it more interactive here. See, this is a little um, like town center with Cinderella. Oh, I see. The kids are going up to her. I see that. And so what but, we'll uh, do is we'll post these uh, probably as a, uh, yeah, a separate post. post them. Yeah. This here is um, the uh, the meet and greet, or I guess one of them for Aurora. 
you the kids come in and they create like um birthday cards for her for her 16th birthday oh because i guess while she was sleeping you know that passed her by and she didn't get to experience that uh, so the kids get to make her cards and then go up to her and give her the birthday cards that's so that's, that's fun for kids that's fun i it's it's kind of weird but it's fun why is it weird i don't she's like older than 16 so she missed it so a bunch of kids are gonna make her 16 year like that's what that's weird I don't think so. I, I mean, it's cool for kids to make stuff, but I don't know. <laughs> birth- they're making a birthday card for a fictional person, and it's not their even their fake it's birthday. It's make-believe, Tim. It's uh, okay, for listen. fun. No, 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 no. Oh, Sus- for fun. Oh, for fun. I'm saying suspension of disbelief okay. withstanding. I'm talking within the realm, within the universe here. I'm oh, immersed. Listen, I'm just... What I'm telling you is Go that... Go ahead and talk. Is she 16? No. Well, why not make it her whatever birthday? Whatever age she really is. Like, say she just woke up. Because why give her an age? We'll just say she's past 16, but we don't have to say how old she is. No, I'm saying why retroactively pick an arbitrary number to celebrate. Instead, say, well, I woke up and it's been so long, I don't know how old I am. And then you say, well, we'll say today's your birthday. And then you give her a card. That's different than like, hey, um, (laughs) you were 16 once. I know you slept through it, but I'm thinking we're going to have... Just scads of kids make you birthday cards. She's like, I'm 28 years old. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 no. I'll tell you why I really think they're doing it. Oh, okay, why? Because right now Disney has a lock on the princess market. Yeah. They're trying to get an older age demographic. And if she's celebrating her sweet 16, that's more attractive to girls who are around the age of 13 and 14 who are looking forward to their sweet 16. Okay, so what's wrong with that? Nothing. Just make it part of the story. Make a new princess. Well, maybe they will. This is just concept art. Okay. We don't know An open letter to Disney, (laughs) since I know all of you listen to our podcast. That's on episode five. Yeah. Just just hear what I said there and and just take it into consideration. Back to you, Jace. Thanks. So then there's um, the village where uh, Belle lived from Beauty and the Beast. That's cool. There's the Beast Castle in the background. Very cool. Um, you could see the people uh, trying to break in and burn it down. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> you can't really see that. It's actually very lovely uh, and bright. It's yeah. Um, in this scene, torchlight kids are, are going to be able to reenact the story of Beauty and the Beast for Belle. See, that's cool. That's yeah. very creative. Um, the Beast Castle is going to have a restaurant in it. Oh wow! To be our guest, you know, kind yeah. of restaurant. Um, where there's going to be a lot of interactivity and characters and stuff. Um, and this this is a, another picture of the town square with a, a fountain with a statue of Gaston. This is good stuff. So yeah. right now we're talking... And here's his uh, lodge with all the antlers on the wall. That's really... That's, see, now that is cool. So what they're doing is they're taking it from generalizations of characters, which is like a fabricated Minnie Mouse house, a fabricated Mickey Mouse house... And they're taking it from the mainstays of the old stable of characters and saying it would be really cool in Fantasyland if mm-hmm. we made sets from the movies that are well-loved and really popular that people can walk around in. Yeah. See, this to me is more tons more exciting than Toontown. Yeah, I'm a nostalgia geek. It's it, it, When you tell me you're going to change something, there's a part of me that's attachment like... attachment oh. to Toontown, though, so I do. it's different for me. I know. I mean, I went there as a kid and I liked it, but I... Just don't care for it now. 
Yeah, I know. I mean, you're a heartless monster. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you're you're the fur- <laughs> No, you're the furthest from that. But <clears throat> so now is uh this is Ariel's Grotto. Oh, that looks really cool. What yeah. I'm looking at is a uh, it, it looks as though it's built on a hillside versus that pretty much like square mile of rock that they call a meet and greet center now. <laughs> yeah, see this is going this is where um 20,000 leagues was. Yeah, and so what they're doing is they're going to build it up and put what looks like a terrace and okay. Well, that's that's really cool. And again, everybody who's listening, if you're like, "Okay, people, enough with the pictures we can't see. We'll post them so you can see what we're talking about." And yeah. This is going to be another dark ride though, based on the little mermaid. I thought one of those existed. It doesn't. Um, I don't think so. I yeah, think I just I made that up. That makes sense, though. So. See, that's the perfect kind of story for a dark ride. Sure. I think. So, well, that's really cool. So, they're demolishing Toontown in my dreams to build... No, I'm kidding. But the... <laughs> um, the, the current Fantasyland will go largely unchanged. It'll basically stay the same. But Dumbo is getting a major overhaul, if you can see right here. Like, this is the, this is Dumbo, the Dumbo right here in this yes. picture. Yes, And this is all the stuff surrounding it that they're going to build up. Dumbo is no longer going to have a queue. So it's not going to have a line. You're not going to have to wait in line for Dumbo anymore, which was a, a really... They're going to do an elaborate lottery system. <laughs> which was a big hassle, usually, because it's just so hot out, and the, the line for Dumbo is always so long. Yeah, no, it is. I would um, wait in it. I have not gone on it since I was younger, but... Because of that, I don't want to wait in the line for that. But um, yeah, what am I doing? I just I waited in <laughs> I waited in line for Dumbo like forty five minutes. <laughs> oh, God. What is wrong with me? Are you all I'm going to Disney. That? No, no, they have a tarp up now. Oh, do they? Yeah, but I'm I'm going to Disney and I'm hanging out in Toontown and Dumbo, and that's my whole day. So they have um the right the Dumbo we have now. Then it looks like they're having one where multiple people can ride in each car. Uh-huh. Oh wait, two people can ride. Yeah, now, right? at least two. Maybe more than that. Maybe like four. I think in each car here. That's what it, uh, it looks like. It looks like a, a giant roulette wheel. So maybe they're going to incorporate gambling. <laughs> Perhaps you a go- win Disney dollars. Oh, see, we'll call them Scrooge McDuck bucks. <laughs> oh, stop it! Hey man, that's fifty McDuck bucks. <laughs> um, I would love that. I would too, and I think that you should have some type of death match between the two <laughs> different Dumbo wheels, and if you know, that oh. would... red versus blue. <laughs> um, so instead of waiting in line now, you're going to play like uh, carnival type games. Oh, that's neat. I don't. Nobody exactly knows how the system's going to work. Sure, I'm sure they'll come up with something cool. But that is what they're saying. So I don't know. Maybe you play. You go along and you play games. In a line, kind of. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's a line. You're yeah, just yeah, going yeah. down the line of games. The fairway. Yeah. Oh, what do they call that? You, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then you finally get onto the ride. So so that's great. It looks really cool. You know what's interesting about that, too, is like, you know, I'm teasing, saying like, oh, they're tearing this down and they're doing this. I mean, Disney, um, they are very analytical about their decisions, and they don't, they don't spend money where they don't need to. And, and I, I'm just saying this based on their park upkeep and things like that because I have some relatives who work for the park, and they're very uh, shrewd. Um, they're not cheap, but they're just very uh, aware of what they spend. And I'm sure they did a lot of research to see what rides were needing an overhaul based on how many people were attracted to them mm-hmm. and what areas were underperforming in holding people's attention because they do it by sheer numbers. There's There's very little emotion involved 
when it's what? <laughs> Sorry, I just thought of something. Keep going. Oh, okay. I was gonna say. I know it sounds terrible, but I mean, they, they try to combine the two. But if it doesn't make sense fiscally, mm-hmm. Disney is not gonna do it. There's got to be a need that probably I don't understand the way that they do. Mm-hmm. You know, I also think too the right. Like I said, they're capitalizing on that princess thing. They are raking in the money yeah. with all their princess and pirate parties. Another uh, big line they have is the Disney fairies line. That's kind of new with Tinkerbell. Uh, yeah, I have friends. never even heard of that. Oh, okay, well, um, so this is the, the last area. This will not. This will be the last thing to be completed. It's called a uh, Pixie Hollow. I guess that's where Tinkerbell lives. What other fairies are there? They came out with a. Um, a, a it was direct to DVD, but it was a 3D movie with Tinkerbell, and I, I don't know where in the universe it's set or in the timeline. It's if set it's, in Chiching. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know if it's before, like before the events of Peter Pan or after. I, I haven't seen it, so I have no idea. But you know what's funny? The writer, yeah, was quoted as saying that exact same thing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but really uh, though, this is before old Johnny Lasseter got in there. I'm betting because I don't know, but she she actually talks in the film too. Wow, she has a voice that's like Maggie Simpson talking. Kind of, yeah, yeah. But uh, so yeah, she has a lot of new friends and all so they're all going to be in this area i don't know if this is just going to be a meet and greet or there'll be other things to do but it's cool i mean look disney is a really cool place and i have to say that frankly i think that i take it a little bit for granted because we're so close yeah i also take it a little bit for granted because um there's florida resident discounts i also know people (laughs) that work there and so you know i don't know i'm just saying that i'm really excited about all this even though i'm making a lot of jokes yeah it's just going to be cool to see all of this in motion and to be able to bring my kids there someday. You know, yeah. it'll be cool. If nothing else, it'll be a lot of good photography shots for me. Yeah, that's true. I would love it. Yeah, you do take a lot of good iPhone shots. No, I'm going to take that camera over there, baby. Take the big guy. He just pointed at an 8 millimeter that you have to <laughs> crank. <laughs> I got to make a picture. That's what you got to run around saying. My picture. Yeah. Yeah, you can't call it a film or a... You'd be like... Everything's got to go in the picture. (laughs) So this huge expo, D23. I mean, we're spending a lot of time talking about this, but... um, Oh, we'll spend more time. Right now? Yeah. Okay. Don't worry about that. All right. It's coming. Do you want to do a... Yes. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't pause it. (laughs) (laughs) You reveal a lot of tricks to the audience. (laughs) Keep your hands off that button. All right. Well, okay. Tell me more about this. I was just wondering if we should do a multicast. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> We're at 34 minutes. I don't care. Okay. They're going to hear it. Um, <laughs> stop it. Okay. Star Tours 2 was announced. The Return of Jafar. Da, 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 exactly. No. Um, this was probably the most exciting thing, I think, and also the most bittersweet thing for me. Oh, yeah. Why? Um, okay. Like I said, I'm going to probably get flack from, I I don't dislike Star Wars. I just don't love it like so many people love it, Mm. personally. So for me, this was the only thing that stayed untouched (laughs) by the the new prequel trilogy. Uh Uh-huh. And it was the, to me, when you walk through the ride, when you see the set that is the ride, when you see the Imperial Walker outside and everything, it... It was all the original trilogy. Yes, it exuded the yeah. original trilogy. Mm-hmm. The video footage, the special effects, the the 
Pilot, Rex, mm-hmm. everything in there was, it just reminded me of episodes four, five, and six. Everything. Mm-hmm. And so now, I saw the photos, and I saw some of the, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the video they released, and it's, it's all, what they released is all episode one, two, and three stuff. And I'm like... Just episode one. Oh, well, I didn't know. Oh, okay. Well, all it's showing is pod racing, but... Well, my point is that... Is that does that mean the whole inside is going to get an overhaul and it's going to look more sleek and it's going to look like episodes one, two, and three, or is it going to have that cool rustic plastic sci-fi look of Star Wars hmm. episodes four, five, and six? That's sad for me. That was one of the coolest line cues to wait in yeah. as a kid. It yeah. was just like being in Star Wars, really. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even love them like everyone loved them. I just knew it was immersive and felt real and gritty. Right. And I don't know if they're going to just overhaul the whole thing. And now instead of the way that it felt with all the little animatronics and things like that, is it going to be different? No, I'm sure they'll still have characters and droids in there and things. Yeah, but am I going to get Roger, Roger? You know, (laughs) I don't know. If you've ever seen the Star Wars movies, you know what I'm talking about. Um. I'm sure they're overhauling the the entire thing. Like even the ATAT out front. I don't know if they would keep that. See, that's that's sad. It's cool. I love it. But what can you put in its place that is so imposing and also fits? <clears throat> like that's just something that is like it's easily recognizable with Star they're Wars. They're gonna build a, a life size Death Star behind the attraction. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, it is. Since it's gonna be have... done in two years, actually. <laughs> and then I'm gonna climb in there. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to realize that it's not a working model. <laughs> I'm going to fall through the center to my death and no one will ever find my body. I'm looking for the controls. I just fall right through their paper mache Death Star. Yeah. Oh, man. What do you think about this? You love Star Wars. You love the Star Wars. I'm excited about it. It's Why? Quite... Well, it's... Uh, of... That came out... <laughs> Why? I mean, I mean, like... <laughs> Why? Are you excited? Well, I've been on that ride so many times. I want an update so bad. Okay. It's just, it is old. It is. That's all. Okay. Now, um, also, it's the, the new ride is going to be in 3D. Okay. And I That's guess, Disney's kick right now. Yeah. Everything's 3D with them right now. Do you not like that? It's okay. I just what's well, supposed to have. I don't know if this is true, but it, it may have new three uh, D technology. They're gonna they're gonna inject ocular <laughs> implants into your eyes, and George Lucas is gonna send a bill to your house. <clears throat> yeah. Well, the ride vehicles are gonna be different. Everything's gonna be changed. I think it's gonna be a complete overhaul. Yeah, so we're talking. I mean, okay, and it's not right. just going to be pod racing. I think this no, is no, just no, no, something they're showing for. It's an easy way for them to introduce the public to the fact yeah. that episodes one, two, and three are going to be a part. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of like nodding, like, <laughs> oh, pod racing. That's easily one of the most recognizable things from the prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Well, that, what will be sad though is if it comes out and I don't like it as much as the original. I I hope that that's not what happens for you. That's what I'm secretly worried about and i mean if it happens it happens and i'll live with it. that's fine but it'll just be a little sad to me yeah you know and that's mm-hmm. why i said you know i'm a mis- but i'm still i'm sure i'll still go on the new one a billion times too 
Yeah, no, I probably it's Star would. Wars. I mean, I mean, I'm a, like I said, even I'm, if the whole thing was pod racing, I would still go on it because it's awesome. You, you love the Star Wars, yeah. I am a nostalgia geek. There, I, I'm open to change. I like change in a lot of things, but then there are certain things that seem like classics, and but they can't stay the same forever. Well, some things can. Like a book, a classic book can Things stay like the same. Things like that, point. but like in a theme park attraction. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just I saying, mean, even you know. the Haunted Mansion has changed. In Pirates, I mean, everything. Yeah. But the Haunted Mansion, has it changed? See, I guess, yeah, I guess Pirates have has changed. But um, I guess in my head, I keep imagining, and I, I don't have anything to substantiate this, but I keep imagining they're going to change it so much, I'm not going to recognize it where pirates they added things but it's very similar yeah the haunted mansion they added things but it's very similar and this i just in my head i feel like it's going to be so different that it's like whoa like why don't they just okay go with me (laughs) i know that this isn't logistically sound and i'm just it doesn't work how cool would it be if they leave star tours how it is and then they set up another ride next to it now hear me out and they leave star tours grossly unchanged but you make some edits to it so that it's two competing tour companies and you pick (laughs) which ride you want to go on and the the in the video the different vehicles cross paths it's the same video but from two different angles Uh see why can't you have them both (laughs) that would be funny because it was like star tours and then like have like a different one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That'd be funny. Wouldn't it be? C- one is of lesser quality. <laughs> yeah. But see, you update it, you tweak it, yeah. you, you massage what, it. When you said that, though, it just made me think, what if they, because they're changing all the ride vehicles and everything's going to be different, but what if they left one of them the same as the the original one? And it's like the jalopy? So you could, you, oh, oh <laughs> so I you see. you could I request see. the original if you, or they'd be a separate line for the original attraction if you wanted to go see? on that one. That would be neat. Yeah. I could live with that. I don't think they'll do that. No. That, that would be neat. It would be. Because then you could still go on the original. <clears throat> Take this down. Disney, to continue <laughs> my open letter to you. <clears throat> so yeah, those were, I, I, Fantasyland overhaul, that's cool. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. If I never knew about that, I wouldn't be sad. But if, in other words, like that's cool news. But I'm not. I'm not such a fan of Disney that I'm like, oh, Fantasyland, what Dumbo, wow. Mm-hmm. But this, I was like, oh man, I had stake in it. You know, I, I was thinking as you were talking just a minute ago um, that uh, it might be different for me because I go so much. Yeah, so you I do experience go a lot more this stuff me. so much. I'm just so used to it. Yeah, and I would be ready for a change for some of these things. And you, who you don't experience it that much, so it, it's maybe still, a few times a year. It's still more probably more special to you than it is to me, right? Yeah, and that's I think that's way. exactly what it is, actually. Yeah, which I think both sides have their merits, but either way, they're doing it without us. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, fine with it. It's it'll be good. I'm yeah. excited about it, actually. Yeah, I I've moved from. Um, hesitation to excitement, I would say. Okay. Yeah. We're on the same page then. Good. Hurrah. Now what? I know! (laughs) You tell me. So, uh, I just signed up for Netflix. Ah, did you now? I did. Now, we talked about this in previous shows. 
and you never thought you would ever do it ever ever yes you that's even, true you you swore on a movie bible <laughs> no, no i didn't actually no i just remember you talking about how you get dollar movies from blockbuster so why would you do this uh well my girlfriend and i decided we wanted to watch all the disney animated uh features in order so we were going to start with snow white we went to Blockbuster, and it seemed like they had every other Disney movie but Snow White. Uh-huh. And it may be because I think it just came out on DVD. So it's so popular. They, Collectors buy them up. Yeah, but I don't think they have any... They haven't like ordered copies, or they haven't gotten them in yet. Oh, I see. So I was like, okay, I didn't, I didn't want to do it out of order at that point. So I was like... Uh, well, let's let's check Netflix. We'll look online. We'll see if they have it. We'll sign up for that, and then they can just ship them to us in order, and that'll be great. It'll be easy. And so we looked online, and they had it, and they had a few of the other ones I was checking. Some of them, some of the movies that I have never even heard of, some of the, um, the older ones. The Black Cauldron. No, I've heard of that. Oh. I, I can't even think of the ones. Like, uh, I don't know, like Music Time or something. I don't remember what it's called. Melody Time, maybe. But they had those even. Cool. So I was like, okay, well, this sounds good. Um, it's like $9 a month, so we'll just sign up for that. And so I did that, and I started putting them in order. I started with Snow White, and it said uh, the wait time was unavailable. <laughs> like Or the availability. It said uh, unknown or something. Yeah. The availability, availability was unknown. unknown. Yeah. Huh. And so I was like, okay, this is what I signed up for. So I just continued. I, I put it, all the rest in order. There are a few others that were unavailable as well. I'm assuming they're just all checked out. Right. If like, it just came out on know, DVD, yeah, yeah. that means that there were promotions on television, which means right. people go, oh, let's get that. And yeah. then they go online. So when, I, I was just going to say, when Joss Whedon's Dollhouse came out on DVD, uh-huh. the un, the wait time was short wait. It's just like, you know, on your queue, oh, you yeah. select, and you can select which ones they want, mm-hmm. you know, or you want them to send you next. And underneath that when i added it to my queue mm-hmm. it said wait time short wait mm-hmm. which pretty much means i have to wait for someone else who had it in their queue before me to send it back yeah then they'll send it to me what do you think unavailable means then i don't know because <laughs> i was assuming that's what it meant all the copies were out and they were, they didn't know when they'd be back yeah see they would i i don't know i think that was more of a a glitch or a placeholder probably maybe i don't think that that was supposed to happen yeah. So well. So anyway, I just decided. Well, we'll just you know those few we'll leave out, and we'll just you know go the rest in order. And when the other ones come in, we'll just watch them when they do. Yeah. And um, so the first one we got was Pinocchio. That's the second animated feature that came out. And um, we were watching it the other night, and the animation is really good, even by today's standards. It's just. It is. It's it's tremendous. Yeah, I, I didn't. Let me see. It came out in 1940, and it, it's just amazing. It's Yeah, it looks really good. Um, some of the um, most famous, well, I had this huge coffee table book that I got for a report mm-hmm. when I was in, like, fifth grade, and it was actually for a speech, and it was talking about these animators who did these first films and how it was just when the art form was, especially for our nation, becoming something of a phenomenon only those uh, to those who were able to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about it, animated films to us now are so much more... I, I don't want to say run-of-the-mill, but they're more common. Mm-hmm. 
Whereas then, an animated feature, it was brand new. Yeah. There was no such thing as this before mm-hmm. Snow White. And um, oh, that I'm aware of. Do you know that that's correct, right? Isn't, isn't Snow White the first animated feature film? Oh, ever? Ever. Uh, this seems right, but I don't... Let's stop and check. Okay. All right, we are back. Okay, so I just checked, and it, it was the first full-length cell animated feature in motion picture history. Okay, good. That's what so I thought. There you go. Okay, good. I was hoping that I was correct <laughs> on that. But you um, were. Ta-da! What, hey. what I was going to say, though, is that um, looking back at the way that everything looked, it, it kind of... It kind of breaks my heart a little bit because now, like looking back doesn't break my heart, but thinking that now there's a degree of creating a 3D model for like these these shows that are hilarious that I love, like Madagascar's Penguins. Yeah. That's a cartoon show, but mm-hmm. is it a cartoon? It's a CG cartoon, however you say that. They create those character designs, and I know work goes into that, and then they animate them and all that stuff, but that is not the same as hand-drawn cell animation, there's just such a different, uh, like an organic personality when you're watching them. You can even see some of when you're watching, mm-hmm. almost like the pencil lines. Yeah, you know especially what I mean? in 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, I really love that. that. And the Jungle Book, too, that yeah, scratchy yeah, yeah. pencil look. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, me too. Um, now, you could probably generate a computer program that would do that, but it's not the yeah. same yeah. as that having an artist... I don't know, it's really impressive to me. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, I don't want to be, like, um, I guess, anti-futurist in saying, like, well, no, let's do it the old way. Because, I mean, if we didn't have a printing press, then we, you know. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think there's a balance to be struck there, but it pleases me. I, I am, like, internally, I'm very happy mm-hmm. that Disney's new film, um, The Princess and the Frog, mm-hmm. is canned animated yeah it's gonna be really cool to see something like that again they showed a clip or i think a few clips at the d23 expo i uh, heard that if you went to the opening presentation they showed 30 minutes of the movie yeah i heard that too yeah that's crazy but uh one of the clips that they saw or that they showed was a a song with a an alligator and um there i heard that it was very much like um the jungle book like that kind of animation, that old Disney style. Wow. Like exactly like that. I also heard rumors that this was actually um, also too, it looked <clears throat> from the 30 minutes that were viewed, there's no spoilers, but that the animation style and the tone and the feel was reminiscent of like a Beauty and the Beast or an Aladdin. Those, yeah. those 90s Disney films, mm-hmm. which were kind of like the new, I think one of the new uh, dynasties of like some of the best ones, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. It's cool because Disney films go in eras, and so if you're listening, and you're like, man, what are these guys? It's crazy. They just keep talking about Disney, Disney, Disney. Well, it's like, um, there's so much. And again, I just think part of it is because if we take it for granted, it's like, yeah, we can walk out and pick up an animated film off the shelf. But <laughs> these are the people who took the process and innovated it and and invented it and paved the way for those to come later and do this, you know, so. Mm-hmm. It's really cool, though. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, something that mm-hmm. I wanted to mention, just kind of talking about Netflix. Yeah. Um, for anybody listening, 
if you're wondering like, well, what should I do? Is Netflix worth it? Here's something to do, especially if you're trying to save money. Um, cause right now, I mean, you know, the economy is doing its thing. So, um, if you do have cable and it's like thirteen ninety nine a month and you catch yourself not really watching it much and you know, you just kind of turn on and flip through it, I would recommend at least looking, um, at some of the Netflix plans because the eight ninety nine a month is what I do. Yeah. They send me one DVD at a time mm-hmm. in the mail. You can do like a fifteen ninety nine a month and that's two DVDs at a time. But um I don't know. I got this thing where if you send me two DVDs at once, it's weird. I'll hold on to them longer and like procrastinate to watch them. I don't know why, but if you send me one, like the day it arrives, I watch it and I usually put it right in the envelope that day and send it back the same day. Hmm. And the way that it works is that there's a digital queue online. And so you can just add stuff and you can make a queue. Like I think almost 15 movies long. Mm-hmm. You can always update no, it. No, no, more than that. Oh, really? Because I added all the Disney animated features. So that was over like 35. Well, there you go. And you know what's great about it is? And I would challenge you to do this. It's really fun. Don't look at the queue. Just don't look at it. And it's neat because, well, here's why. Because you'll eventually forget and you just get little treats in the mail. You're like, oh, yeah. Oh, so don't look at the status of it to see if they're shipping it or No, just don't look at the queue at all and then just let it surprise you in your mailbox. Okay. You know, that's how I do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to send me next. Like I turn off the email notifications. What order they are right. Again. Yeah. So I just add movies that I like. So for eight ninety nine a month, turn off the cable. Give this a shot. If you want in a one shot deal, you're like, well, why? I don't want to just watch one DVD a day. That's not enough. Well, they have Watch Instantly, where you can watch it online. If you say, well, my computer's not fast enough to run it. Okay. There is a box you can purchase for somewhere in the neighborhood of forty dollars. You hook it to your television, and you can watch things instantly on your television. Oh, that's nice. So for that $40 investment, I sound like <laughs> I sound like I'm working for Netflix. But it's really, it's been really cool for me. They have tons of television, uh, over 8,000 movies and television shows to watch instantly online. Mm-hmm. Um, the buffering time is seamless. It's great. It's uh, a great picture quality. I, I think anyone who tries Netflix will be surprised. They have, right now, their promotion is a free trial. That's their whole yeah. thing. Because they know once people try it, they're like, oh, I tried the free trial, and I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> so try it. The trial is free. I think it's a week, mm-hmm. maybe 14 days. But give it a shot. Um, I can't say enough good things about Netflix. They're very fast and prompt. I've had, ne- I've had no problems with them so far. Mm-hmm. Once I tried to play a movie instantly, and it said, like, currently unavailable, and then I refreshed it maybe five minutes later, and it worked. And they sent me an email, and the email said, it appears as though you had a problem watching one of our movies. Um, we apologize and, and are going to take 2% off your bill next month. Whoa. I was like, what? Most people are just like, they ignore it unless yeah. I email them. What's 2% of it, though? I don't know, but it's still <laughs> the, well, I know. the it's attention. Still something. I'm just... Well, no, not even that concept. I'm saying the attention to mm. detail Yeah, that I had an error. And that they're like, hey, we're really sorry. We're going to give you something for free. Yeah. Most people are like, I mean, we just went to McDonald's tonight and they gave you your burger wrong and they weren't apologetic. They gave me it right, so that's all I care. Well, but did they go, we're sorry, sir. Here's a coupon for 2% off your next McDonald's order. No. So, I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. So, uh, about the watch it instantly. Mm. I watched a few films instantly. Yeah? Some classics? 
Oh, I don't know about that. No? I tried watching uh, My Name is Bruce. My Name is Bruce. Uh, Hallelujah. Now, My Name is Bruce is the film starring Bruce Campbell, who is cult horror famous. Yep. He was in Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness. I'm a big fan of his. Definitely, me too. He's yeah. in. He's currently, um, if you're not a horror fan, you might have seen him in Burn Notice, the USA television show. He mm-hmm. plays Sam, uh, I think ex-Special Ops, and he is, uh, he is great in that. He's really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. So, from what I understand from the mm-hmm. premise, now, okay, it's basically supposed to be parody- on purpose. Mm-hmm. In other words, Bruce Campbell is known as a cult horror star. Yeah. So what I'm saying is this script is pointing out all of the funny things about that on purpose and making a joke about it. Mm-hmm. So was it a cinematic masterpiece? Absolutely not. No? No. On a scale, okay, how many stars would you give it from one to five? Oh, it would get no stars for me. Really? Yeah, and I don't say that about many movies. Wow. It was just, I I got ten minutes in about maybe fifteen, and I just, like, I couldn't watch it anymore. It wasn't entertaining. Yeah. It was junk. All right, well, here's what you do. You sent me a text, and you said you turned it off. Yeah. You said, I just tried to watch My Name is Bruce, and I turned it off, which... For whatever reason, I had a sick fascination to watch it then. I was like, yeah. oh. No, I understand that. You know what I'd I mean? I'd be the same way. It'd be like, it's that bad? Yeah. But then I was like, oh my gosh, this is awful. And I was like, <laughs> I got to let it keep playing. I got to see how bad can this get. Yeah, yeah. And uh, did it get bad? It got worse. <laughs> it got worse than even the, I know what, what part you're talking about. The whole 15 minutes is just really goofy. And it's just poorly acted. Um, it's full of cliche. It is so cheesy and, but not in a good way. Those n- things can be good, but it's not done well. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not clever. It's not witty. <sighs> it's unprofessional. It seems like there wasn't much thought put into it. And so you're sitting there watching it, like uh, you feel bad. Yeah, you feel sorry. I did. Let me tell you what made it worse. It was the worst thing about the whole movie. I thought you were going to say worth it, and I was like, huh? There was one thing. I wouldn't say that it was worth it, but there was one thing that I thought was really funny. But I'll tell you that in a second. What I was going to say is one thing that made it worse that made me like, it went from being like, oh, man, that was bad, to like, oh, like sad. Uh After that awful movie ended, the first thing that popped on the screen was directed by Bruce Campbell. (laughs) And I was like, Oh no! I don't know. He lost. Um, he lost respect points. Oh. I know. Yeah, it's sad. I know. I mean, maybe it's shallow of me to judge him based on talent, but it's kind of his job. <laughs> so, yeah. one thing that was worth it is there was a scene in the middle, and it was the classic like angel on one shoulder, devil on another. Yeah. And when they both appeared, it would zoom in on the shoulder. And it was like a little Bruce Campbell on each one. Mm-hmm. And it was actually, it made me laugh out loud. It mm-hmm. reminded me of some stuff from Army of Darkness where he's in the uh, in the mill. Uh-huh. You know, that whole antic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what it reminded me so of. Just, just a little. Skip to that part, watch it, and be done. Yeah, I, I almost wrote down the time. Like, I want to say mm-hmm. it's like an hour and 24 minutes long, and it was at 55 minutes. Yeah. At 55 minutes, that was 
that little scene was on there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, avoid that one. Yeah. Also, Toxic Avenger. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, <laughs> that's uh, another one that's like a famous, awful B-movie. And I have to thank Netflix, because if I didn't have that service, I would have purchased these movies without watching them first. I know, and... Okay. If I came across these two because I've been wanting to see them, I would have just bought them at Movie Stop or wherever. Right. And I would have been so disappointed. <laughs> yeah, because you would have paid at least six ninety nine. Yeah. And if you would have bought... Because Movie Stop, you know, is buy and sell if used, I had like, pre-owned ones. If I had purchased them, though, I would have finished them. I would have watched right, the right, whole right, thing, right, right, however right. bad it was. Well, see, now that's an interesting point. Do you think that's a good or bad thing about Netflix? That I don't finish the movie? Well, it's more disposable because there yeah. is a, a, a larger... Well, then I don't have to waste my time. Huh, good point. Good point. But I can tell you that it's weird because now I have this sick fascination for <laughs> finding movies you don't want to finish. Well, don't and, do it. And, if and, I tell you it's bad, believe me. No, I believe you. That's the thing. I'm like, uh, oh, I got to see this. It's like sitting yeah. through it because it's awful. Yeah. No, I, I understand that. But there are things that are awful and still good. Yeah. Such as... Batman and Robin. Uh, no. No. See, I watched that on Netflix too. And it yeah. was so... Bad. That's not where I was going with that. So but. bad that I just couldn't help but laugh and be like, no. Like, it was shockingly bad every time. Oh, Joel Schumacher. Mm. Mm. You fancy man. <laughs> yeah. Bad nipples. <laughs> why? Why? Mm. So, but, no, anyway. Um, Troll 2. How long has it been since you've seen that? Five, six years. Yeah. Something like that. It's been a while for me. Yeah. Now... Troll 2 is probably the the worst made movie I've ever seen. Yeah, it is considered by many to be the worst movie. Ever. Yeah. And it's Troll 2. has nothing to do with the first Troll movie, which I've never even no, seen, but I, I guess it's it a does. horror movie. Yeah, Troll, uh, the first Troll's okay. It's probably like, all right, you know, yeah, I watched it a, a throwaway ago. 80s horror movie is what yeah. it sounds like. Yeah. Troll 2 <laughs> is everything that you heard us talking about, My Name is Bruce... It makes My Name is Bruce look like Schindler's List. Yes, but the thing about Troll 2 is it's still fun to watch. Yeah, it's so bad and weird. See, My Name is Bruce wasn't fun to watch at all. Even though it was so bad, but it it didn't have any like redeeming, redeeming qualities yeah. about it. But this is bad and fun, Troll 2. Yeah. It's fun because it's so bad. I'd be interested to figure out what the line was, what the threshold is. Why? Why is it? Why is that one? Why is My Name is Bruce painful to watch and Troll 2 is a riot? Oh my gosh. I'm just thinking about a few of the parts that I'd forgotten. And as we're discussing it, my memory's jogging. Yeah. <laughs> when they're eating that. Yes, corn. that's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> oh, man. Stars making popcorn. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, see, the thing about. Well, so now they are. They're, a documentary has been made by the the little boy that was in the film. Right. He made a documentary about the film now um, because it is so loved, but people consider it to be the worst movie right. ever. So it's it's going through film festivals and everything. But um, before I saw the, the trailer for that documentary, I hadn't realized that so many people had seen Troll 2 and, and loved it like they do because, you know... I've never talked to anybody about Troll 2. Yeah, me either. Nobody said anything to me about it. I just had no idea that people loved it like they do. 
and to me, whenever I watched it, I I usually watched it like around middle school. When I was in middle school, that age, they would show it on television a lot. Oh wow! And that's I when I was no idea. Yeah, that's well, that's when I would always see it on television. And at that age, I don't think I really had any concept of a of a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. And so to me, it was just another movie. Yeah. It didn't seem bad to me. I would just watch it, and I would think, okay, this is Troll Two. You know, it was almost like a classic to me. <laughs> so it was just weird to to find out that everyone considers it to be so bad and yet everyone loves it so much and um in the documentary they show uh people they have groups of of people that go into like midnight showings for troll 2 and oh that makes sense troll 2 parties stuff like that like it's, rocky horror pictures yeah stuff. like that yeah and it it, it kind of amazed me cuz I, I never saw it in that in that light i saw it in that light for our social group, our small group of friends that watched it, I didn't realize that that expanded to include a larger demographic of people. Yeah. You know, but it makes it, I mean, it stands to reason. It makes sense that in the same way that we share interests with people when we go to conventions and we do those things, it would, there should be a circle of those people who would find the movie, um, to have the same qualities as we do. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we have so many other things in common. Um, it's silly. I didn't think about it. Yeah. That's really funny, though, <laughs> because that movie is a stinker. Yeah. Well, watching it now, I can tell that it's, it is really bad. But still, like, knowing it as I do, having watched it when I was young, is still, you know, kind of one of you my know, favorites. I was just going to say, though, there's an essence of that. Man, sometimes I wish I could go back to those days Yeah, where everything was good. Yeah. Because it was like, I was just like, oh, cool, and I would see movies I saw. Um, it was 007, it was the, uh, the, I think it was the first Pierce Brosnan movie, or no, it was I think maybe the second, or, it was Tomorrow Never Dies, mm-hmm. or was it Goldeneye? I, I don't remember, but I remember one of them, and uh-huh. I just thought it was the best thing ever when I saw it, and I just recently was getting my oil changed, and was sitting in the waiting room, mm-hmm. and it was on television, it was so cheesy, and 90s, <laughs> like, trying to look advanced technology, uh uh-huh. Like, they're using Windows 98 and stuff. Mm-hmm. Windows 95. <laughs> I don't know. I oh. just remember thinking, oh, man. Now, I'm slower to say when people go, hey, did you do you like this movie? I'm, I used to go, yeah, I love that movie. Because <laughs> the last time I saw it, I was 15. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm really putting the brakes on that. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. But before, I was like, yeah, I love that movie. And then I'd sit down and watch it and be like, wow. I told a bunch of people I loved this movie. Like, my credibility looks like MC Hammer's credit score. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think MC Hammer's credit score wears parachute pants? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. That's nice. So, well, since we're going to behave... We had a discussion about how we wanted to keep the podcast around an hour. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go ahead and close it out. But um, we are actually obsessed <laughs> with the dot in our email address. I guess we found out that it really has no true purpose. Um, you can put a dot anywhere in an email address, and apparently it doesn't make any difference. <laughs> and so I know that one time I said multigeek.show, and on air I think you were like, it's just multigeekshow or the dot doesn't matter or something. I don't know. Anyway... Um, 
Like I said in the intro, you can check out our new website. It's www.multigeekshow.com. You and have to include the W's. Because I'm not technically savvy enough to have fixed that yet. <laughs> you didn't have to tell them. They wouldn't know. Oh. But anyway, I never type the W's, but apparently with our website you have to, so go ahead. For now. So www.multigeekshow.com. It'll be a bit of nostalgia to when the days when you had to put those. Remember the World Wide Web? <laughs> um, that's what we'll do. It's a throwback week. Hey! It's World Wide Web Week over here at the Multigeek Show. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also you can email us. It's multigeekshow at gmail.com. Um, so... Go ahead and check out the new site. It's um, going to have updates in the next few days, so you'll see it changing and growing. Things might move around on you and stuff. But we're uh, we're just trying to make it better, more usable, and uh, you know, comment and feel free to uh, email us as well. Any questions or comments you have. Mm-hmm. So um, until next week, this has been the Multi Geek Show, episode five, and. We recorded it here on September 18th, 2009. And I am Tim. I am Jason. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Actually, we can't see you. Well. And you can't see us either. So that's just fine with me. Let's just keep it that way. 